0: Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode.
1: Hello, this is Buddy C. Welcome to the Dow of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. Today we have Amy and Marla, Chris and Craig and Paul. Couple of announcements before we begin. BuddyC.org. A couple of things there. Got a list of books on the homepage that we use for the podcast with links. So you can easily find those in Amazon if you want any of the books we reference. Also links for a few other recovery resources that we have used or talked about from time to time, or that I just like. So I'll put a number of books on the homepage. You can sign up for a daily Dow recovery quote, and it's a combination of a quote, a thought I may have about the quote, and an affirmation associated with the quote. I'm building this out, so just have some patience. If they, if you get get one that's got a got a spelling or grammatical error, I'm I'm just working through those. So. I'm going to eventually put all those into a i think a devotional book once i get through a whole year but uh we'll we'll work on those some during the year you're welcome to go ahead and sign up if you'd like to get those there's also a link to buy my book powerless but not helpless interpretation of uh the Tao Te Ching. and you can always email me if uh you can't afford the book and you'd like a pdf copy i'll send you a pdf copy no problem got a resources tab there with lots of resources to use, especially with the holidays coming up. Craig, tell us what con- one of our uh, listeners contact us.
2: Yes, we did. She emailed dowofpod at yahoo.com, which anybody can email, or you can join the Facebook group page, which is Dow of Understanding Facebook page. It's the exact same logo as what's on the, on the podcast, You can join in the conversations as well. So if you've got something to say, something to ask, then put it through the Facebook page. Um, So this came from Beverly. She says, thank you for your service. I have run out of new sessions to listen to. (laughs) There you go. Will we be recording more? So the answer to that is yes, we will be, except for next week, because it's Thanksgiving next week. We won't be here next week. I would love to hear more about Taoist theory and recovery. Also, maybe a few on managing the holiday relationships with family would be another great one thanks again Beth.
1: thank you Craig so today let's talk about some tools that we use to stay sober during the holidays these can be they don't have to be Dallas related recovery related just anything you use as a tool to stay sober during the holidays because that's what's important is and we we draw from all kinds of resources for that and it's Just basically, in our own recovery, what speaks to us. And Craig's going to start us off.
2: Yeah, I'll get things rolling. So I usually set my intentions. If I'm going out somewhere, I really need to decide if it's somewhere that I really want to go. Is it somewhere that's really important? Is it going to be the end of the world if I miss something? I don't think it is. Um, And I have to create the accountability if I do decide that I'm going. I have to make sure that, that... everybody there knows everybody in my life knows that I don't drink. they know why um, so I need to make sure there's a couple of people there that I'm going to be sticking close to um, just having that accountability with them as well um, what's a and question
1: then, you ask yourself if you're going somewhere what do you ask yourself before you if you're deciding whether to go or not what, what do you ask yourself before you decide
2: why am I going why, 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 why do, do, do I really need to go am I going to show face or am I going to be the life and soul of the party? If I'm going to be the life and soul of the party, I'm going for the wrong reason. Um, if I'm going to, if I'm just going to check in with people and just catch up, have a good time, have a meal, then that's that's fine. I'll stay for the, I've done it previously. I'll, I'll stay for the meal, and then I'll bail out when it's drinks time.
1: Yeah, when I hear the same story for the third time at a higher elevation, that's usually mm. for sure time for me to get out of there.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I mean I'm just shave over everybody
1: motives um, Amy says motives mm-hmm. well what about that Amy how about expounding on motives a little well just
3: like Craig said what what are my motives for being there is it ego is it because I need everybody to see how great I'm doing or is it because I need to be reminded of how bad you're doing because um, that's all ego for me Um, you know, it's uh, yeah. Um, am I trying to live vicariously through someone else? There, I think is a big one too. So,
1: yeah. Also, for me, with that same idea, Amy is why and why am I going? What is going to be the the uh, uh, primarily what's going on there? What's the primary function? Is it, or is everyone just going to drink? Then probably I don't need to go. If it's a family function where you know it's not really alcohol, but alcohol is there, and I'm 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 in a good place spiritually, okay. Then that's maybe a little different. But if the primary thing, if everybody's meeting at the bar for Christmas, that's probably not where you need to be.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just not even enjoyable, even. Yeah, that's good. What about the what about the
2: family member? That what about Uncle Frank, that sits at the sits in the corner of the room, just nitpicking and haranguing everybody how do you do it. Huh?
1: If I'm ever squirrely or or my suggestion, if someone is, there's always something to clean up at family events like that. There's always something to do, or go play with the kids. You know, uh, there's mm-hmm. always some activity to occupy you so you don't have to sit and deal with that, you know, if it's if it's bothering you. And I thought everyone was obsessed with my drinking. No one cared if I drank or not. I was really surprised when I quit drinking. I thought it was going to be a big deal, but not hardly anyone even noticed. I was so disappointed.
2: There used to be a time when it was just me that needed cleaned up at the end of the night. Yeah
1: was oh, thinking about having a way out. No, well, is- hang on. Hang on, buddy. I'm sorry. Okay.
3: Well, it's interesting that you said nobody cared whether you drank or not, because I'm going to tell you right now, at family functions, it was always a big deal to see if Amy showed up all messed up or not, or how messed up was Amy going to be when she got there. So it was definitely noticeable when I showed
2: up sober, just putting that out there. I think what I think what maybe he meant was that when we go to places now, nobody nobody cares if we don't drink. Nobody's going to be saying, "Oh, why are you not drinking, Craig? What, why are you not drinking?" And I'm like, "Well, no, I don't have to come up with an excuse. I don't have to have to justify myself to anybody." Um, we had it one time, and it, it did actually get quite uncomfortable for the guy that was asking the questions because everybody else around me knew exactly where I was and. He kept pushing and pushing. I was like, "Well, I'm an alcoholic," and that was it. It was like, "So you wouldn't want to drink that. But I think it's, I think it's about not having to justify, not not feeling like you have to justify yourself.
5: Um, I don't care if anybody drinks. It's like, why would anybody care if I drink? I don't care if you drink. Um, I'll just I'll put a little two cents into all of this too. Is um, you know, before I go to a family event, I kind of try and right-size myself, and one of the things I heard during my early years of recovery during a Thanksgiving Day meeting was, just remember, you're part of the family. You're not the family, and that kind of really stuck with me because I needed to right-size myself because nobody in my family gave it, never saw me drinking or cared whether I drank or not, um, so right-sizing myself and also having a way out, uh, you know, like Buddy said, keep myself busy, have phone numbers in case, uh, escape upstairs. Um, I had all kinds of things to do if I was uncomfortable, but one thing I did do was every time I made it through a holiday sober, I patted myself on the back. It was like, all right, I did it again. I did it. I can do it again. And every time I would build upon. So, you know, now it's like 12 years later, I've been to 12 sober Thanksgivings. It's no big deal now. So that's part of my two cents, how I stay sober.
1: This is page 85 in the big book. It says that this is talking about alcohol, we're not fighting it, neither we're avoiding temptation, we feel as though we've been placed in a position of neutrality, safe and protected, we've not even sworn off, instead the problem has been removed, it does not exist for us, we're neither cocky nor we're afraid, that is our experience, that is how we react so long as we keep in fit spiritual condition. So if I'm staying in, if I'm in good spiritual condition, then it's not an issue for me. I need to make sure I'm very fit spiritually before I go to some of these functions that if I have a function that's disturbing me in some way, or I'm concerned about um, someone mentioned accountability, call your sponsor, tell them you're going to this thing, have someone you check in before you go and someone you check in with after you get home. That's a great, great way to do that so don't call you from jail Go call, call you before
2: just before. just just so, just so i know
1: yes before or go to a meeting we can go to meetings anytime now that resources page i told you about it has all kinds of resources 24-hour meeting we can go to anytime mm-hmm. go to a meeting before you go to your uh function if it's something you're decided you're going to and and if it's a family function where you feel you need to go, and you feel okay, uh, just if you want to bone up on spiritual spirituality a little bit, go to a, go to a meeting route right before you go, sit and pray and meditate a little. So I, I like to. Oh, go
4: ahead, Chris. Well, that's one of the things I do is I just go up to my room and. Um, Relax, rest a bit if it's starting to get to me, and you know, it just it really helps a lot. So that's just wanted to throw that in that, uh help. I can center myself again and get back into things a little later. Thank you, Chris. Amy. Um, yeah. So the spiritual condition
3: thing, um, you know, I can. Uh, I've found in in times past that I I can do all the things and get ready you know, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And then I get there. <laughs> and my disease has a very different plan for me. And so all of a sudden, I'm like, what the hell? I really thought it was okay. You know, and, and I try doing the things um, I try, you know, I'll pray, I'll call my sponsor, I'll do whatever I need to do. But, you know, earlier, you said a way out. Um For me, it's, I always have to give myself permission to leave when, if, and when I get uncomfortable because then it becomes it for me, it comes back to ego. Who am I trying to prove something to? Am I trying to prove something to my disease that I'm bigger and better than it? Because guess where that got me, got me drunk every single time. Right. And so, um, you know, and sometimes it comes out of nowhere, I'll be having a good time and my disease loves that. And it's like, you're fine. And then all of a sudden, it's like, huh, nobody will know. Nobody will know. Nobody else is here. You don't have to tell anybody. Just go ahead, you know? And so, again, it's making sure that I remember that I'm an alcoholic and it's okay that I'm an alcoholic because I'm in recovery. As long as I don't drink, I got a shot at staying, (laughs) no pun intended, a shot Um, at staying in recovery. Um, but absolutely, um, something else is my sponsor helped me early on a two hour time limit. I don't know what it is about me in two hours. I can probably do anything for two hours before the crazy start going. If I make it to the two hours and I'm doing all right, then I can stay a little bit longer, but at least then there's a, there's a beginning, say it starts at 6 PM. I'm out at eight. So then it's like there's comfort in that knowing that there's an end in sight, and I I can do it for two hours, and so I don't you know then I don't have to worry about it because it's like Oh, okay I got you know whatever whatever the case may be so yeah absolutely and just since I'm talking I might as well add I always take my own drink um always take my yeti with water or my coffee or both um and um. You know, if if someone does ask me if I want something to drink, then I already have something. So they probably won't ask me anyway. Um, you know, and, and again, just just make sure I give myself some grace, whatever that looks like at the
1: moment. So you reminded me of a real good one, Amy, of, of just have a drink in your hand all the time. All the time, have a drink that way you don't have to be concerned about picking up the wrong drink or or. You know, somebody offering you. You know, you don't even have to fool with that if you've already got something. In your head, nobody's going to ask you because you already have something.
5: That's a great idea. I love that. Yeah,
1: that's simple.
2: The last time I went out with the guys from the from the kickboxing, we that everybody. I sat next to the two people that weren't drinking, and there was a mix-up with the drinks. I was having a diet coke, and somebody was having a diet coke and rum. So the, the glasses came at the same time. So one of the girls. I wasn't drinking as well. She tried it just to see what was what. So they kind of took it a little bit further. So every time some food came my way, they were testing the food and just making sure there was nothing in it. And by then, the, by the end of the night, they would call me Caesar just because everybody was testing my food to make sure nobody was poisoning me. So you can actually ha- you can actually have fun with it as well. It doesn't we don't have to be don't have to be so serious
1: about it. I have a few ten effective tools to stay sober. I don't. I don't know where I got this. I downloaded it somewhere online, I think, because I didn't write this. Uh, most of them I, I like, though. One, attend as many AA meetings as possible and participate. Get a sponsor and work the steps. When tempted, think the drink through and remind yourself why you stopped. I like this one. Practice gratitude first thing in the morning and
0: last thing at night.
1: Paul likes that one too. I know.
0: That's my favorite number four. Yeah.
1: yeah. Take care of your body, eat right, sleep right, exercise, and drink lots of water. Uh, Watch videos about the devastating effects of alcohol and listen to podcasts focused on sobriety. I like listening to podcasts focused on sobriety, but the, The video deal, I don't know about that. That's not something I would suggest. But yeah, definitely listen to podcasts focused on sobriety. Um, That's really good. Reach out to others in need with a text, email, or voice message. Yeah, that's real good. You know, something else you can do, you can just go to one of the online meetings and pray for the squares. Pray for the different people you see in the meeting. That's a great one. But you can do that anytime. Um, get a sober app and track your days and dollars saved. Okay. Uh, I guess that could help like a chip helps, maybe. I've I've saved. I've saved 16,969
2: pounds and twenty-nine pence in five point one seven years. And my wife knows where my wife knows where every single penny is.
3: And you must not have legal fees. <laughs> that's it just is in league. the drink, right? That's just the drink part.
1: That's that's just the drink part, yeah. Okay. It is amazing how much we spend on liquor though.
5: That
1: will, yeah. Uh, yeah, Marla, especially even if we if we didn't do drugs at all, and it was only alcohol, even just on the only alcohol part, what we spent. If God was good. I always had money to buy liquor. No problem. Yeah, always had money for that.
2: I can never understand why I was so skint. I always had money for beer.
5: Why eat when you can drink?
1: Eating's <laughs> cheating. Totally. Now, this one I don't understand Maybe someone can help me with embrace the cold, shut off the hot water.
3: I can tell you that was about like taking a cold shower. Someone at the fourth D meeting said that.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, I came yeah. from the fourth dimensioners meeting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I had yeah. no idea. Okay, good, good.
5: I would yeah. only do that if I were craving heavily to <laughs> so step into a cold shower. Otherwise,
3: what? I think then in that case, if you're you know, thinking about drinking because you went to a Christmas party where everybody's drinking or a Thanksgiving party where everybody's smoking, you know, because that was the thing at Thanksgiving for me was like, oh, my God, I'm going to eat all this food. So I got to get really good <laughs> <laughs> so it tastes better and I can eat more. So, yeah,
1: take a cold shower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Become an active part of a community, online or in person, and remember that the difference between Remember the difference between well, uh, wellness, and illness, is we, not I. Yes, y'all get that wellness and illness. The only difference is we, instead mm-hmm. of I. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I read this, Amy, I thought about when I heard that in the meeting. For that, I said, "Oh, somebody else knows this. <laughs> somebody else said this, and it came from the meeting." Okay. Yeah, that's good. Anything? think, what else guys, what else y'all use to stay sober? What, uh, any other resources? I, I really like the, why am I there and having a way out? I,
5: I would also add, I, you know, I usually went with a lot of expectations about how people should behave. Don't have any expectations about how other people behave because they're going to piss you off. They always have, they're not going to change. But you can change how you interpret what they say to you. Hmm. So expectations, that that was that's always been a tough one, not to have any now.
1: Hmm. Yeah. And you know, having that attitude of how can I help, instead of being the, the alcoholic martyr. Yeah. <laughs> you like that, Marla? The alcoholic martyr.
5: Well, it suited me for such a long time; it really did. It suited me until it didn't anymore. But because nobody cares, You're, right. nobody cares whether I. Drink my, dad, or...
2: my dad keeps all his booze in the kitchen when we go over for for, for New Year's. We call it Hogmanay. So the bells go, and we go across to dad's, and we used to sit and just drink all night. So he would keep all his. He would have like a a tray full of bottles in the kitchen. So I now stay out of the kitchen. I'll go across after midnight because we live just right across the road from my mum and dad. I'll sit on the couch with my mum. I'll have a cup of tea. My mum will make me a cup of tea just after midnight instead of getting me a drink. So we'll sit and have that cup of tea, but I'll stay I'll stay away from the room that has all this stuff in it. And if I do have to go in there, I don't go in alone. It's almost like I've got a safety belt attached to me, but I, I try to stay away from where the stuff's getting served as well so I can't be tempted. My mom always looks after me. She's She makes me a cup of tea all the time.
1: That's good. We have to know our limitations, you know, and we all mm-hmm. have them. None of us are immune. What is that? It's uh, That's why it's alcoholism, not alcoholism.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: We have a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Back to that spiritual condition again.
4: Well, we're a drink away. <laughs>
1: Yes. No. No is an acceptable answer. Very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's complete. That's I like the
4: third one a lot. Uh, That's saved me a lot of times. So just think, think it through, and remember how I hated the hangovers. Uh, that usually works.
1: My favorite on thinking the drink through, Chris. I don't know if you ever watched that uh, uh, show, Rescue Me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who's the guy that started that? Uh, that Dennis, was the Leary. Dennis, Dennis
5: Leary.
1: Dennis Yes, Dennis Leary. He w- he was sobering up, and he he stood out in front of a liquor store, and he he was walking in to get a to get a bottle, and it shows him walking in, getting a bottle, going home, drinking it, popping some pills, going uh going to the bar, picking up a gal, sex in the bathroom you know, getting in a fight, all that stuff. And then it shows him in front of the liquor store again uh-uh, and just kept walking. <laughs> he was thinking the drink through, you know, he drank it all the way he thought it all the way through
5: <laughs> the bar fight all the way to the bar fight <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's passed out on the floor.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, exactly. Think the thing
2: through. Isn't that the program where his sponsor told him to meet him in the bar?
1: Could have been. He went to meetings on the show. He went to meetings under an assumed, under a different name because he didn't want to use his real name in a meeting. I'm sure
2: his sponsor told him to we'll meet him in the bar, just tempt
1: him. Okay. And he showed up at a meeting and said, somebody said, you're not him. You're whoever. Why are you using another? I'm not doing that. <laughs> That's a good show. If you guys can catch it on, a, on somewhere, it's good. So we got time to finish this story. You think? You guys want to talk any more about uh, what to do for the holidays or everyone good to finish in this think
5: story? We, you think we earned Beverly with enough tools?
2: I hope so. I think it was just really how do you do how do you deal with the obnoxious person there? Like the, the obnoxious family members, the ones
1: I think well, it's just to... for Craig. We didn't really yeah. talk about that a lot. We talked about how to uh, how not to drink during the holidays, but the obnoxious, mm-hmm. the obnoxious person. Rather
5: than pray for them, can't you just ignore them? Because, yeah, can't, I
1: mean, I would just turn my back. so hard, Marla. I can't just ignore somebody. I get drawn in when I try to ignore someone. I do the opposite. I pay attention to everything they do. Oh. <laughs> can't do it. No.
5: Because <laughs> it becomes magnified, everything they say and they do.
1: It's magnified. Oh. Um. Not taking what they say personally, like Mm -hmm. whoever, like if it's your uncle, you know, whatever niece or nephew they had, they'd be talking to them the same way. They'd be saying the same thing no matter who was there. So it's not pointed at them personally. And I just get up and do something else. I just don't stay in the room with that. When that starts, I find something else to do. Go clean up some dishes, empty the trash, play with the kids. Yeah. Something.
5: Go for walks. Go for a walk after dinner. It's a great excuse.
1: Mm-hmm. To, you know,
5: I got to walk off my dinner. You know, it's a great yeah. excuse to leave the family for a bit. Clear yeah. your head.
0: I, I, I use that one all the time. Mm-hmm. I just go out for a walk and go for a walk.
5: Yeah. I don't, And I don't really care what people think. They should be
4: walking, too, for fuck's sake. After the meal, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How about if you get stuck
2: with a person? You could always send somebody else at the party a text saying, save me. And then they can come and rescue you.
4: Oh, there you go. Yeah, Pretending in a
2: phone call. You're all looking at me as if I'm a genius. Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) It's not.
5: That's not genius. You have to learn how to do the silent eyeball thing. You know, the silent look to your significant other. Like, get me out of this. You have a look that you guys have.
4: Do you know the sign? The uh, have you seen this? Uh, it's a oh, TikTok sign me. that people in trouble use.
5: Save me! <laughs> help. It works.
4: It works. Okay. It means help. Yeah, they've uh, saved a couple of people from being kidnapped or whatever, raped, and that kind of thing. Really? Yeah. Really.
5: Yeah, this it just happened like a week or two ago. This young girl was in a car and she was making this signal in the back and somebody was driving by and actually knew what that signal meant and called the cops and she was saved. She was being exactly. kid- kidnapped. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big right. TikTok. I don't know even a Anybody is.
2: that's listening to this, if you want to know what the sign is that Chris is doing, you have to join the Facebook page because <laughs> we actually upload this video to the page so you can <laughs> see what Chris is doing.
1: Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Just find Something you do something else is not controlling you. You can go and do. You don't have to be roped into their conversation, you know? No, you've never had. Certainly,
4: certainly don't have to escalate it either. That's one of the ways you can get into trouble is I was trying to uh, get your point across when it really isn't being welcomed, <laughs> you know, getting into the de- wrong debates that kind of thing.
2: Yeah, I just, I just agree with them.
4: Yeah, or or empathize with them. You know, they've got their viewpoint and there's a reason for it. Maybe maybe there's something to be learned by listening to listening to the what they're saying and maybe asking questions rather than trying to impose your your viewpoint on it. So,
2: yeah. I th- I think that's good because sometimes you get the ones that just want to just sit and cause an argument. What's the Taoist verse where you, you can't argue with somebody if you don't, you can't fight with somebody if you're not fighting?
4: Yeah, something.
1: Well, there's a there's a course in miracles one about that that when I defend, I'm inviting attack. Yeah, it's that same idea. There's nothing to defend. I I don't have. They can say what they want to say about anything. I don't have to defend anything.
0: Yeah, just don't don't engage them. Just let them right. let them talk. Mm-hmm. Let it be a one sided deal. Yeah, exactly, Paul. That mm-hmm. works for me a lot. Actually, I, I I use that a lot, and people say, "Oh, you're 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 so you're so good to talk to." All
4: <laughs> oh, right,
0: <laughs> that's because I don't talk back. Yeah, let them talk. Mm-hmm. People just want somebody to listen. Sometimes that's,
5: that's a really right. good point. Just sh- shut up and listen.
3: Yeah, so you
4: learn more by listening, right? <laughs> Instead of speaking
3: what if you took someone to one of these get togethers? What if you took someone in recovery with you, a friend, you know, sometimes these places have a plus one, right. Or sometimes these events have a plus one. Um, so you don't have to explain to anybody who this person is. You know, it's just a friend. They, um, I don't know. Um, I was just thinking about the first time I traveled Overseas in sobriety, I um, was fortunate that a friend in the program wanted to tag along, and because um, that was one of the things I thought I was never going to be able to do, was get on a plane and fly for eight nine hours and then get off the plane, you know, in Paris, France, and not be able to drink the whole entire bar of wine, um, you know. So yeah, absolutely, take a friend, not phone a friend, bring a friend,
5: accountability partner.
1: Mhm-, that's good. You can also ask the uh, I used to have a party I had to throw for a non nonprofit I was involved with every uh December for Christmas, but it was like a volunteer appreciation thing, and we had an open bar actually, I paid for an open bar for for them um but I'd ask the bartender to put me on a, a pot of coffee. And, you know, so I'd have coffee ready. So I just drank coffee during the evening and let them drink. But that was. Uh, you could do that. You could even tell. Have someone there that knows if you've got a close friend there or someone, if you don't, if you can't bring someone that's. Uh, in the program, uh, maybe have a have a close friend there that, you know, if they know you're an alcoholic there, that's a level of accountability, too.
2: I think the good thing about doing that as well is it shows other people that it's okay to have a coffee. You're not, you're under absolutely no obligation whatsoever to go in the app because there may be other people there that are struggling worse than we are. So mm-hmm. I think it just kind of gives other people a bit of a bit of encouragement as well. I love going to my mum's at, at, at these times when you know they're all drinking. I say, like, I'll have a cup of tea, and then somebody else will say, "Do you know what? That's, that's a good idea. I'll have a cup of tea as well." And then before you know it, you're on tea duties for the rest of the night, which is, it's good. But it does, it just gives other people that, just that bit of courage. Yes, Amy, it's, it's, it's about somebody else, not me.
4: Yeah, I think you can be a good influence. Uh, you go out with friends to a restaurant, you don't order a drink, then 10, quite often they won't either. and mm-hmm. uh, uh, That could be a good thing. Yeah. you never, you, never,
2: you never know what somebody else is struggling with. Yeah. Good.
4: Yeah. I got to say, this has been a good, uh, so far, great for me, because I, I haven't really gone through that many holiday things, being sober, particularly with the COVID thing in the middle there. So I haven't really considered the ramifications well enough, I think.
1: That's good. I'm glad we're doing it. There's probably a lot of people, anyone that got sober during COVID, this is their first round with the holidays, is and I hadn't even thought about that.
4: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That'd be a That's good topic nice. at the 9 o'clock.
5: And everybody remembers their first. Um, my first, uh, when I first abstained from drinking was in September, and then Thanksgiving was a couple months later. And I remember, God, that was uh, white-knuckling it, and just really had a hard time with it, that, that first one.
3: Chris, we'll talk about this on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about this on Sunday. Okay, great. Yeah. Yeah,
4: that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah. <Yep. laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah, perfect. Right. I got to be thankful, though. My family is not, you know, there aren't very many hard drinkers, so it's, if any, so. I've been thanking myself for that or thanking whatever the higher power for that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, for me, for me, if I'm at an event and all that, my head starts going, I got to, I have to get busy at something. Mm -hmm. If I get busy doing something, then I'm normally okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even now, I I don't recall the last time that I was actually bothered by alcohol, but um, it was well before the pandemic. but. It can happen at a moment's notice. No matter how much sobriety you have, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah, if oh. I just get busy, I, I can work yeah. my way through. If I'm and call somebody for sure, if, if it's really if the monkeys yeah. are turning. I, th-
2: I think as well. This time of year as well, we we need to be cautious because I don't get cravings. As in, I need to have a drink. You know, I don't get that bang. This is it. It's more of a subtle. You know what? These guys look like they're having a really good time, Craig. Why? Why didn't you try and have a good time with them? So I need to look out for those subtle hints that this addiction's kind of thrown my way. It's kind of a a sneaky craving. So I just need to make sure that I'm I'm on the ball and just recognizing it for what it is. Because you know what? Maybe it does sound like a good idea, but it's really a stupid idea in disguise.
4: mm-hmm yeah yeah for me it's the color of the whatever they might be drinking mm. <laughs> boy if they have a a pretty looking wine it's really it, i don't know why it just gets me or a I good mean, splash you, of whiskey you know that's really a pretty color yeah you know.
5: in a beautiful ipa
4: yeah beautiful head you know <laughs> yeah,
0: that's, that's, like out, buddy, that's, that's like buddy problem. here in the here in the ice in the glass right buddy
1: yeah. Yeah, but you know, I I have to think that through, you know. What I want is not in that bottle or not mm-hmm. in that glass.
5: It was a once upon a time.
1: Well, it, it wasn't happened. even that. I romanced it, you know, and mm-hmm. I think I mean. back. I think of it a a lot more of as a lot more of a relief than it really was, because if it really was, I would still be there, you know. I forget just, the misery I'll, that's involved with that,
0: you know. I'll just, I'll just throw out one more general thing that really helps me, especially this time of year, um, is I got to go out and, and find someone to help. Um, there's so many opportunities around the holidays. I mean, you should, you should do it all year round, not just at the holidays. But, uh, you know, at the holidays, there's always uh, organizations that are looking for, for help, volunteer help. And, um, you know, I think especially if you're if you're looking for something to do, because I know the idle time that was that was the worst time, especially early in recovery. So if you're looking, especially if this is your first holiday sober, you know, who, go see if you can help someone, even if it's just I know when I was a kid, we used to my dad used to stress that he's like, you know, there's an old lady that lives down the street. She needs her driveway shoveled. And, you know, why don't you why don't you boys go do that? Or, or take her some cookies or whatever, you know, um, just, just little things. Um, I find myself drawing on that uh, stuff. So, I learned as a kid that I just kind of forgot over the years as I got more self-centered and only cared about myself during my addiction. So um, I'm just rediscovering that uh, helping people, it it it's a way for me to stay sober and feel like I'm contributing
1: very good, Paul. Thank you. That's good. Yeah. Yeah.
5: It's it's all again. It's like about right sizing ourselves and making not being the center of everything of our own selves either. So this is a great time to give time if you have it.
1: And always reach out, guys. Have those folks uh, that you can you can call immediately if you find you can, yourself getting squirrely. You need it all the time. Not yeah. only in the
5: holidays, you know. You can now Facetime. You Facetime with somebody, so you're like in the room with them. Or, ah, there's so many th- good tools. There's tools, you know, physical things that you need to do, and yeah, yeah.
2: And I think as uh, well, reaching like, out, reaching out to people that are needing help as well. Don't wait for them to.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't wait for them to try and lift that heavy phone. There's nothing stopping us from phoning somebody to catch up with them. Just letting them know that we're thinking about them. It doesn't have to be a, a sympathy call. It's just a, how you do. How
1: about how about making time before the party that night to might take a nap that afternoon, so you're not so tired when you get there. You know that halt, that hungry, angry, lonely, tired. Or if you're if you're out of sorts emotionally, maybe second, you know, second uh, considering again whether you need to go or not. If you're angry about something, or you know, just evaluate before you go to make sure you're in fit condition to
4: go. That's good. That reminds me of of something I've started doing is budgeting the activities during the day, because, you know, you get a bunch of kids around. I can't keep up with them anymore. And so I don't go to every thing that they're doing. I'll stay home and, and take a nap when I need to. So that's, that's helped a lot and people don't mind. You know, if, if if that's what you need. Yeah. You know, if yeah. you're not drinking, you know, that's good.
1: I remember so much of my spiritual fitness had to do with my emotional fitness. You mm-hmm. know, for and sure. When I was tired, very tired or really hungry or all those things and not emotionally fit or not physically fit either. You know, all that stuff factors in. Mm mm-hmm.
5: It's also it's a good day to do some self-care. Yeah, (laughs) very much self-care. Yeah, just, you know, like like Thanksgiving Day, you know nothing. You can't really do much unless you're cooking or entertaining. So it's a day to take if you can take care of yourself before you, you know, before you uh, embark on the family event.
1: Like at my family event, they all start drinking wine when they get there, right? at Nine in the morning. They're all drinking already. So I show show up when it's time to eat. I show up a little later. I don't show up at nine like I used to. You know, Mm. I show up later. So that kind of a thing, too. You know, know what you're, be prepared for the event itself. If there's something unique about it that would be a trigger for you, then know not to do that.
2: Yeah. It's
1: a good point. If you're actually
2: hosting the event, I think it's important to not get stressed about it. Just or ask, ask people.
5: House.
2: Yeah, ask, ask,
5: I ask,
2: it house. Just ask just ask for just ask people for help as well. If people are coming around don't take it all on yourself.
5: Oh yeah. That
2: can be that, that can be a trigger for some people, just feeling that overwhelm and having to live up to everybody's expectations of what they're expecting from this party. We have an alcohol free house as well, Marla. Just, just, just with what you were saying. We don't, we don't, we don't bring booze into the house. And if, yeah. uh, we are very rarely had visitors. I, I don't think it's something I would impose on people, but I'll just say, just make sure you take it all away with you at the end of the night. Yeah. Louise's mum, Louise's mum last year, um, she brought a bottle of wine down and she left it in the fridge. And just we had to say, like, you need to take that away because it's just, it's just far too tempting. And she was fine, actually. She didn't think that I would drink it because it wasn't what I drank, but I didn't drink I didn't drink anything for the taste. I just drank it because it was there. Don't,
1: you don't, we don't drink because of the taste. You know, a lot of us like we'll have events now and have alcohol. Or I don't care if alcohol around or not at this point; it doesn't matter. But yeah, uh, when I early in sobriety, it was definitely an, an issue. I didn't need to be around it at all. It's like when I go on vacation and the vodka bottle, they had this house we rent on vacation, they had a bottle of vodka on the re- top of the refrigerator. And it looked like it moved and watched me as I walked around. I'd, I'd look at it and it was like it was <laughs> like <laughs> it was staring. It had an eyeball right
4: on it. <laughs>
1: as long as I'm thinking alcohol staring at me, I don't need it around. You know, <laughs> if it's watching me, uh. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> Follow me. <laughs> oh. Anything else, guys? Any other tools? Any other uh, suggestions? This, is, this has been good. Thank you. I think it's important we do this. Thank you, Beverly, for the suggestion. This is good.
5: Mm-hmm. Anybody can make a suggestion, right? If they, sure. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Of course.
5: Yeah.
1: Download podcast at yahoo.com or yeah. join the Facebook page. Yeah. Anything else, guys? If not? You guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. I'm grateful for every one of y'all, including Craig.
5: (laughs) I'm grateful for Craig most of all.
4: Uh, There you go. I'll vote for that too.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Or is it I'm mostly grateful for Craig?
1: (laughs) That's more like it, Amy. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
0: (laughs) I'm grateful for all of you equally.
1: Oh, that's so fair of you,
5: in all
2: include (laughs) books just burst my bubble.
1: (laughs) Okay, guys. Well, uh, if I don't talk to you, have a great two weeks, a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you in December. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email shared google recovery calendars hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week
0: thank you for listening to the Tao of our understanding recovery podcast if you enjoyed this episode please share it with your friends in recovery